Hey folks, and thank you for being here. My name is Matt, and this is the Grad School Sucks Show, the place for grad students who want to get a job in industry after they graduate and get their graduate degree. So today we have got a cool show prepared for you. I'm going to be talking about competitive advantages when you're on the job market. Competitive advantages. We're going to go through what a competitive advantage is. We're going to go through five types of competitive advantages, five different examples of people I know who've had competitive advantages that have allowed them to land great jobs, and then five questions that you can ask yourself to help identify what your competitive advantage is. So, but before we get there, I have three housekeeping notes. First off, yes, this is the Grad School Sucks show. Uh, I, for the past two months, have changed the name to PhD Going Industry, and now I am changing it back. I have a lot of reasons why I changed it in the first place, and some reasons why I'm changing it back now, but um, I'm not going to talk about that too much. Long story short, the old name was better, so I'm just going back to it. Uh, the next thing, if you are listening on the podcast, did you know that you could be watching these episodes on YouTube? Uh, so if you are on the podcast, I will have a link to the YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes if you want to view them instead of just listening to them. Third and final housekeeping note is if you like the tips that I go through about how to get a job in industry, you know, how to translate your graduate degree into a well-paying job that has work-life balance, I recommend you sign up for my email newsletter, and uh, I will have a link to that in the bio. I send out emails ranging in frequency from weekly to monthly containing tips, tricks, strategies, and stories about how to make that journey yourself. So without further ado, let's get to today's show. Hey folks, thank you for tuning into the Grad School Sucks podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew Carlson, and each week I'll be bringing you conversations that will help grad students like you survive grad school and thrive in a post-grad school career. If you end up enjoying today's podcast, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to check out the description of this episode for links to everything that we talk about today. Without further ado, let's start the episode. Today we're going to go over what a competitive advantage is, we're going to go over some types of competitive advantages, we're going to go over a handful of examples of people I know who have had competitive advantages to getting them a job, either in academia or industry, and then we'll also go over some questions that you can use to identify your own competitive advantage. So, starting off. A competitive advantage is simply an attribute that allows you to outperform your competitors. And again, in this example, I'm talking about when you are on the job market, whether that's academic or industry, we'll probably talk more about industry, um, but an attribute that you have that allows you to get a job when you're competing with others vying for that job. And there's a broad range of types of competitive advantages, and I wouldn't even say that I have an idea of all of them, but here's a handful, five specifically, that I think are great to think about. Number one, type of competitive advantage is domain expertise. And that's something that a lot of us will have coming out of grad school because we've studied one thing or two things in depth for a long period of time, domain expertise. And so when I left 
grad school, I was kind of not fully an expert, of course, I didn't put in my 10,000 hours, but probably 1000 hours or 2000 hours uh, into studying the effects of child maltreatment, working with that population and doing research on the outcomes of child maltreatment. And that helped me land a job as a research scientist where I was doing program evaluation on programs that were helping professionals in the uh, child protective services space. So domain expertise, I know that area, and that helped me out in terms of getting a job. So another one is being ahead of the curve, being ahead of the curve. Um, a great example of this is someone that I know who studied the influence of Facebook on uh, political activity and elections, and they happened to be studying it back in 2015, 2016, when Trump was first reelected, and social media did play an important role in uh, the events that occurred during that election. And that skyrocketed her career, and she was able to get a lot of offers at academic positions because of it. And uh, she did very well for herself and set herself up for a great career. And she just happened to be ahead of the curve. She was studying something that became super important. Uh, she might not have known how important it would become when she started studying it. I don't actually know what her frame of reference was on that, but um, it ended up being super valuable. So being ahead of the curve, number two. Number three, in-demand skills. Do you have the skills to do something that is needed? Data analytics is something that I hammer home, and I know a lot of you listening have learned to analyze data. Specifically, I'm talking about quantitatively, but qualitative data analysis can also be super valuable in the industry job market. But do you have skills? Did you learn skills in your PhD that are in demand either in academia, but of course in industry. Sometimes it takes a little bit of sifting through uh, your skills and thinking about what kind of jobs would match up well with those. But do you have in-demand skills? Because if you have in-demand skills, you're going to be able to get a job. Number four, your network or your audience. Network or audience. So. This has to do with, do you know a lot of the people in a certain field? Uh, let's say you were a qualitative researcher, you decide you want to go industry, and you know a ton of people already in the UX uh, research space or the user experience research space. Someone like Ashley Ruba and a lot of uh, the folks in, in her world. So if you know a lot of people in the space, or maybe you have an audience of a lot of people in the space because you've been creating content, that can be really valuable. Uh, another way to do it is if you are a science creator and you want to get a job that is a little bit parallel to science creation, you can often use the audience that you've built as a way to show that um, you can do the duties of a science creator and activities that are parallel with that. And then the last type of uh, co competitive advantage that I'm going to go over today is experiences. So unique experiences. Have you had unique experiences that have set you up for a specific job or a specific career? And now I want to jump into specific examples of how some of these types of competitive advantages have landed 
people that I know jobs, mostly industry jobs, but we do have a professor example as well. So first example, I'll use me. I know I already talked about becoming a uh, research scientist, so we'll fast forward from that to when I became a uh, data analyst in healthcare. One of the main reasons I was able to make that leap was because I had a competitive advantage. So when I was a grad student, I was a mental health clinician, and as part of an internship I did, I worked with families that were billing uh, Medicaid, and so I ended up getting a crash course in the Medicaid world. So I understood how authorizations work, I understood how billing works, I understood uh, the the coding system for different we we'll call it procedures, um, and so I just really un began to understand that world. And I was by no means an expert in it, but I'd had an experience of having to live in it and navigate it. And so that, in conjunction with the fact that I was pretty decent at data analytics and I had analyzed health-related data before, really set me up to be um, competitive in the healthcare data analytics space. And I, th I think there's an important point to be made here, and that's that you may, so there's two ways to think about this. The first way is you see a job opening on LinkedIn and you say to yourself, how can I fit myself into that uh, job application, into the kinds of skills and experiences that they want that person to have had? And I want to challenge you into backing up a little bit. Think about what your competitive advantages already are and think about what kind of jobs in what kind of fields or industries that really sets you apart in. There's really nothing I can do when I was already a data analyst to be better at getting a healthcare job. It was just something that was already determined. And so if I really wanted to get a job, what I should have been doing is primarily applying to data analyst positions in healthcare because that's where I had the biggest competitive advantage. And I didn't only do that. You know, I applied to some in business and some in marketing. And those are the three big industries that employ data analytics folks, uh, healthcare, business, and marketing. Uh, but I got the most callbacks and the most traction and ultimately a job offer from the healthcare space. And looking back, that was no surprise. Um, I didn't know how it was going to pan out, but I think I think starting with what is your competitive advantage and then what kinds of jobs does that lend you to will make your journey just so much quicker and so much more fruitful instead of just seeing a job application and thinking, oh, I need a job. I want that one. How do I fit myself into it? Think from the other way. So second example, one of my friends, Allie, she's been on the podcast. She got a... Uh, a higher up job in administration at a company that was providing mental health services. They had a range of locations, big company. And she uh, was working in the, I don't think she was in the C-suite, but she was working amongst C-suite professionals, many of which had never even done therapy before. Um, they were just good at management, good at leadership. And the reason she was able to rise to that position was because she had first been a clinician and done the work. And so she'd had the experiences 
that really set her up to a place where when a leadership position opened, she was able to jump from being clinician up to a position of leadership. And, um, you know, I think she's a great example of you, you want to do the work to prepare yourself. And then sometimes it's just about waiting for opportunities. So, um, so Allie getting administrative job would not have happened if she hadn't had been doing clinical work, um, if she hadn't been on the ground floor, or it might not as have happened as quickly. So uh, example number three, uh, one of my friends here in the, the community is Kelly. She was also on the podcast, I think a month or two ago. She recently in the past year became a community college professor. And a unique part of her story is that she was a community college student and that uh, some of her experiences as a community college student led her to pursuing uh, what became a master's and then a PhD in her field. And I think, you know, my initial thoughts were, oh, that's uh, that's awesome that she was able to kind of like go back to her roots and uh, get get a position at a community college. But the, the more that I thought about it, the more that I think it's really a great example of a competitive advantage. Community colleges are very different than uh, a standard four-year college. And the kind of students that go to community college tend to be a little bit different demographically than students at a four-year college. Maybe they're um, ambitions or their reasons for going are even different. And so my friend Kelly understands all this. She already understood what it was like to be in a community college. She knows what the goals of a community college are. She knows who the community college's customers or students are. So she really understands that whole world. And so whether you'd call it domain expertise or like a unique experience, it doesn't really matter. The, the folks hiring for that position would have uh, seen that she had been to a community college and that would have been a green light in their mind to say, hey, she's already one of us. She already knows our world and um, she is probably gonna be a great person to bring on board and we won't have to like bring her up to speed and how the culture of a community college differs from a four-year college and uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect example of how an experience you had led into a career. So number four, uh, someone I know, Stephanie, she went from studying literature to going into data annotation. And I think this is a really interesting example of a competitive advantage because of her subject area and the skills that she got from her subject area and how that lends itself into data annotation, which seems like kind of like a, a out of nowhere change. But data annotation is, is interesting. So anytime you see a CAPTCHA, anytime you see something on the internet where it says, you know, click all the trees in this picture in order to, you know, submit this form, what you're doing is you're training an algorithm. You're teaching a computer algorithm to identify trees in a picture. And that is essentially the foundation of what data annotation is. I'm not an expert in it, don't wanna get into it too much because I'll say something wrong. But data annotation is being able to sift through data, whether it's a picture or text, 
and to be able to identify themes or traits of a picture. And who better to be able to pull out themes from text than someone who has done nothing but read and read and read and write about reading. And so I think uh, watching Stephanie's journey through data annotation and how the skills that you get from studying literature, pulling out themes, you know, identifying how these themes fit together, and then how well that translated into data analytics, and specifically with text, being able to identify uh, how different themes fit together. I think it's a perfect example of competitive advantage. So last example, Steve, friend of mine, Steve, he has not been on the podcast, but he is going to be one day. Steve uh, graduated with a PhD in, I believe, business, um, business administration, and he struggled to find a job right off the bat. And ultimately, he he did find a job really successfully. He got a job at Microsoft as his first job out of grad school, which is crazy because Microsoft is uh, a big company. It's one of the ones that you, at the height of your career, you try to work yourself into Microsoft. Um, but he got a job at Microsoft right off the bat, not at the at the beginning stages of his job search because he was just applying for basically, you know, any jobs that fit his skill set, until he had a friend mentioned that they knew of a gig, a job opening, where they needed someone to be able to speak French, and they wanted to know if my friend Steve knew anyone who could speak French. Well, Steve uh, had been an international student, and he knew French, um, as well as a couple of other languages. And so that immediately ticked off something in his head. And so he began looking for technical-oriented jobs, like jobs in data, um, where they needed a French speaker, and he ended up landing a job at Microsoft because he knew French. And uh, again, think about the amount of people applying for jobs in data analytics. It's probably huge. How many of those people can speak French? Not that many. So perfect example of uh, a job where a competitive advantage really allowed him to get a foot in the door and get ahead of his competition. All right, folks, I want to wrap up this conversation with a couple questions that you can ask yourself to help identify what your competitive advantages are if you don't know that already. So here are five questions that you can ask yourself. Number one, what can I do better than the competition? What can I do better than the competition? The competition, of course, being the other people vying for this position. Maybe you have a particularly high skill in a certain coding language. Um, maybe the uh, communication of technical knowledge that you've learned as a scholar uh, is a great skill that is better than your competition. You've got something. What can you do better than your competition? Question number two. What in the past has made you particularly valuable? either to an organization, to an academic mentor. Um, and for one, uh, for this, one thing that I think about is, what have you gotten awards for? What have you gotten accolades for? Uh, what have people noticed? What has been kind of like a standout thing that you've done? Is that connected with any specific experiences that might be a competitive advantage? Any 
domain expertise that might be a competitive advantage, any specific skills? What in the past has made you particularly valuable? Question number three, what are the unique contributions that I bring to the table? Unique contributions that I bring to the table. So to go back to our examples, uh, Kelly, being having been a community college student and then applying for a position as a community college professor, what a unique contribution to bring that perspective to the table. Steve, having known French and then applying for positions that needed this second language knowledge, um, what a unique thing to bring to the table. What unique contributions do you have? Number four, what experiences have I had that set me apart? What experiences have you had that have set you apart? And again, it doesn't have to be like you were in a research lab that studied, you know, cancer cells in mice. <clears throat> That's what you did the majority of the time. Oftentimes, the most valuable things we have are what we spent a minority of our time doing. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule, but the 80-20 rule says you get basically 80% of the payoff from 20% of the inputs. So maybe you had a unique experience um, with a certain population or using a certain tool, and it may not have been your number one strength or most common experience as a grad student, but still, do you have an experience that sets you apart from your competition? And then question number five, what is something that I'm familiar with that most people aren't? What is something, of course, related to the job that you're applying for, or the kinds of jobs you want to apply for? What is something that you're familiar with that most people aren't? And if you're like me, you probably struggle to like see yourself in the mirror, quote unquote, and to really accurately give, you know, an accounting for how you line up with these questions. You know, what, what would your answers be? If you struggle to answer these questions, I recommend you find someone you trust, either like a mentor or a colleague, uh, someone who would be open to hearing about the fact that you're, you know, considering going industry or, or whatever your career path is. Um, and having them answer the questions for you on behalf of you. So, you know, hey, you know, Sarah, what do you think I can do better than the competition in the past? What do you think has made me particularly valuable? What are some of the unique contributions that I bring to the table? What experiences have I had that set me apart? And what do you think I'm familiar with that most people aren't? So, if you struggle, again, reach out and find someone who can help answer those questions for you. It's always great getting to see your skills and expertise through the eyes of someone else that can really help you gain confidence in what you bring to the table. So know what your competitive advantage is. Pursue those jobs disproportionately. Again, if I were to do my data analytics job search over, I would have primarily applied to jobs in healthcare because of my competitive advantage there. I didn't think about it until the job search was basically over. And I said, oh, hey, is that interesting that I got a job in healthcare with my background in healthcare? I just didn't think about it. So think about it ahead of time. 
and disproportionately go to where you have a competitive advantage. Again, the types are domain expertise, being ahead of the curve, having in-demand skills, having a network or an audience, and having unique experiences that you bring to the table. Find your competitive advantage, go there, and get a job. It's great chatting with you all, and I will see you all next week. Folks, thank you for tuning into the Grad School Sucks podcast. I hope you got a lot out of our episode today. If you did, please consider leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to check out the description of this episode for links to everything that we covered today. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Matt Carlson, and I look forward to bringing you another great episode next week. See y'all next time.